welcome to the Philippe Matthews Show at thepmshow.tv. Named the Oprah of the Internet by Mark Victor Hansen, Philippe Matthews doesn't ask questions that are different. He simply asks questions that make a difference. The Philippe Matthews Show features entertainers, bestsellers, authors, thought leaders, change agents, and world-class experts in the field of personal, spiritual, and professional development. An internet marketing entrepreneur, Philippe is the creator of the How Movement, dedicated to teaching people how to move from the mindset of hope to the process of how. If you are ready to take your life to the next level, move from the mindset of why to the mindset of why not. Tune in right now to this latest edition of the Philippe Matthews Show and watch your life grow. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another exciting uh, radio show and a phenomenal guest. Uh, uh, she is a, a great friend. She is a shaman. She is a diva. She is uh, Dr. Tanya K. Friedman. How are you, my dear? I'm absolutely fabulous. You can't Thank help you yourself. I know, I know. I'm, in fact, let me go a step further. I am sensually alive. Hello. Hello, <laughs> Carla. I like that now. Wait a minute now. I have to use... I have to use that one on certain people. I can't let that go public. <laughs> My goodness. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, I've known you for quite some time, and, and, and I had the honor of being interviewed by you on your show. Mm-hmm. And so I'm absolutely stoked and blessed that you're, you're uh, had, had some time in your schedule to come on my show. Uh, and, and so for the people who will be listening to this, uh, let's get a little bit of background information on this phenomenal evolution uh, known as uh, Dr. Tanya K. Freeman. Where, where are you originally from, born and raised like Born and raised in New York City, New York. Hello. All right, mm-hmm. now, the city that never sleeps. And you know, that's right. That's <laughs> and right. the city that's so nice, you had to name it twice. That's right. That's right. <laughs> now, uh, what was childhood like for you? Oh, childhood was special, actually. Um, my My parents were two people who were very much in love at the time of my conception, I can tell, because I'm such a love bunny. (laughs) (laughs) And they wanted me to have the best of everything. Uh So when I was going to um, kindergarten, I was being picked up in a limousine. Now, mind you, the limousine was like a busking service, Uh and I was the first child picked up and the last one brought home. Mm-hmm. And there were only about six of us that were in the car, if I remember correctly. You know, so everyone thought that, you know, my parents had all this money because I was in a limousine. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I got spoiled early, right? That's you know? right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and I went to uh, Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents wanted me to get a good education, so... Uh, it was Catholic school or private school at that time, mm-hmm. you know, and um, so they wanted me to have this this um, hmm, this insight into another world, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, my father was a police officer. My mother pretty much was a stay-at-home mom, even though she volunteered at school and, you know, went on trips with us and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And, um, and as time progressed, um, my mother gave birth to her firstborn son, 
actually that was born with complete brain damage. You know, um, her appendix burst during the time of labor. And the doctors thought that she was in labor with her second child for 33 hours. But it was that the appendix had burst and had cut off all the oxygen to my brother's brain. You know, so my mother and my brother both almost died at that time. I was was about hmm, seven, six, seven years old. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so Junior lived for three years, and mm-hmm. it actually caused some trauma in the family, um, you know, because here was this life that was, in quote, imperfect, mm-hmm. and um, and there was very little help because he couldn't do anything for himself. You mm-hmm. know, so there was a point where my father had said we need to put him, you know, in a special place because if he dies here in the house, they'll think we tried to kill him. You know, so they put him in Willowbrook Hospital where, you know, he ended up dying there. My mother gave birth to another son uh, just before he died. And um, my brother, uh, Alexander, and I are like eight years apart. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but it was also during that time that I started, like at the age of nine, I started having these visions, you know, and no one in the family told me that, um, you know, my father's father's my father's side of the family were the psychics and my mother's side of the family were the root workers. No one ever said that, you know. So here I'm having these visions and screaming, you know, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm trying to understand what this is. Sure. And I remember, yeah, I remember one time they had to sedate me because I was mm-hmm. completely hysterical from what I had seen. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and life progressed, 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 and... You know, and, you know, different things started happening with me. If I might say, you know, like at 14, I was raped and reached an orgasm, and that kind of threw me into a spin because mm. I'm like, did I enjoy this? You know, you're not supposed to reach an orgasm. Right. Did you enjoy it or were you violated or was it both? Exactly. You know, but yeah. what it was actually is that the body itself has a, has a response that mm-hmm. you can't control. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I didn't find that out until many years later. But it took mm. me it took me about ten years for me to heal myself. I was going to ask going, you that. What what was that journey like? What happened after that? What, what you know? How did that shape and mold you? What did you go through and grow through? Well, um, what I went through were a few more times of being sexually violated and oh not having. Yeah, and not having the support that I needed because I was, in quote, not a virgin, Mm. uh, because I was in places that I should not have been, Mm -hmm. that the courts would throw it out, you know, that no one would believe me, and all Mm. of the rest of that. So what I did was I read certain books that my father had, and I also, at 19, became a student of yoga, you know, because I was going through a period where first I was angry, Mm -hmm. I was was filled with shame, I was vindictive sexually, it was like, oh, you think you got a notch in your belt? Well, watch this. You know, Mm -hmm. so I went through through all of these different things Mm -hmm. until I was able to be at peace with with what had actually happened. Mm -hmm. You know, and this was all before I had found out anything about sacred contracts, you know, the law of karma, all of that sort of stuff. And um, <clears throat> when I, you know, when I moved into the realm of empowering women, I was like 28, and okay. I coordinated and commentated fashion shows. I um, formed a company of models, 
you know, to help women to raise their head and hold their shoulders back and to be proud of who they were. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. the energy of the rape was totally out of my mind. What actually happened as I continued my journey um, in life was when I was in my late 40s, actually, I came into the knowledge of the goddess, Mm. okay, and the sacred feminine and the ancient mysteries, and I became more empowered. Now, I have to say that when I came into this knowledge, it was almost like when black power came into existence, you know, mm-hmm. and and you know, and you were proud, you know, say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm the descendant of kings and queens, even though that wasn't totally and completely true, mm-hmm. you know. And there was there was a there was a joy in the discovery, and then there was an anger as well because mm-hmm. the knowledge had been held back. Well, that's how I felt about the goddess energy and the sacred feminine. There was mm-hmm. a joy in finding out the information, but then there was this anger towards patriarchy. And mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. y'all ain't all that. What's wrong mm-hmm. with you? <laughs> you know. So mm-hmm. I, I went through that, and, and my beloved husband, Bill Pender, you know, he was the brunt <laughs> of my feelings about patriarchy. And he said, mm-hmm. baby, it was, it, I didn't do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> It, it wasn't, wasn't me. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so I, I passed that energy, but what I found out though was so brilliant and so so sensually alive to know that women have an ability that men don't have. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, absolutely. They, yeah, and um, and hmm. So you know what I find interesting. You know what I find interesting is that you know uh, using the cliche, if you if if you will allow me to, of turning uh, taking lemons and turning it into lemonade. Uh, you, I mean, you were even an exotic dancer at 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 one point. Uh, oh, how could I forget that? <laughs> how could we forget that? How could we forget that? Yes. But I mean, yeah. you 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 took all of this uh, that, in some cases, in many cases, completely would destroy a woman, uh, destroy a human being, uh, and you took that and you made it into something that was empowering and liberating uh, mm-hmm. for women of all races. Mm-hmm. That is yes, amazing. I yes, I did. Talk to me well, about. You- that that process of 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 you know you be, you you've done so many so many things, uh, Doc. Uh, you, you know uh, you are an alternative uh, health pra- practitioner. You became a uh, honorary doctorate in divinity and metaphysics. Uh, I mean, talk to me about this spiritual evolutionary journey of wisdom, and then how you began to incorporate that and and to uh, become the the diva mama that we know of today. Okay, well. In New York, I had begun. I'm living in Georgia now, just in case people need to know where I'm living. Mm-hmm. Um, but while I was in New York, I had um, started a sexy movement dance class. Mm. And the reason why I wanted to do that was because basically, you know, dance classes that you went to, there was no contemporary music. There was no one that was really dealing with sexuality and sensuality. Mm-hmm. And it was just my thing to do. 
you know, so I had a good run with doing this and there was um there was one night where I heard that still small voice inside say, you know, have the women to lay down on their blankets, their towels, you know, their mats. And and the song was Between the Sheets. Mhm. And um and they were laying the Isley down. Brothers, yes. Mhm. They were laying down and I said, I want you to move your bodies as if you're making love to the universe. So they were moving their bodies and gyrating and everything and I said, Now I want you to think about the man that raped you. Mm. Think about the man that abused you. Mm. Think about the man that took advantage of you. Mm. And they stopped moving. And I said, In order for you to heal, you must send him love. Mm. He was not aware of what he did. Not completely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Understood. So they moved, you know, and then I, you know, I had moved for maybe about a minute, and then I said, "Now I want you to move for yourself because I know that was very painful." Mm-hmm. So they do. They moved double time, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And after that, after that was over, after that particular class was over, majority of the women in that class approached me and thanked me mm-hmm. because sure. they had been locked down in their root chakra and in their navel chakra. They have been locked down in that energy because of shame and guilt and anger. So they had an opportunity to heal and the hips got a little bit looser. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, so now let's fast forward to that time of finding out about the sacred feminine. I started mm-hmm. having sister circles up in New York. So once a month we would meet and we would have discussions about various different things um, regarding spirituality, metaphysics, and women's mysteries. Mm-hmm. You know, and there were some women who um, who readily accepted the information, and then there were others because of the paradigm that they were coming from and being married or being involved with men who would never accept this knowledge that they had, they stopped coming, some of them. You know, mm. because they couldn't they couldn't take this home to an understanding mate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. So nonetheless, um eventually what happened was my beloved and I, you know, Bill, we got together, we became a couple, we had been friends for like five years and, mm-hmm. and he assisted me in various ways to um you know, just from him actually working in the library part time. You know, and I would go to the library, and I remember I was walking in the uh, social science section, and there was a book called Yoni, you know, uh, Sacred Sacred Symbol of Feminine Power. Mm-hmm. And it was written by a man, Rufus Kamphausen. Well, I took that book out, and I read that book. And when I read that, I was like, ooh, women need to know these things. And I read his bibliography, and every book, that I wanted was in that library in Jamaica, Queens, on the shelf or in the basement. Those books books were my teachers. I read, I absorbed, I talked to who I could talk to that was within the realm of the sacred feminine, but there weren't too many people around. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I continued to research and research and contemplate and meditate, you know, and uh, and then eventually moved, we moved down here to Georgia and mm-hmm. um, worked in a metaphysical bookstore, you know, and I started doing classes and workshops 
um, dealing with the feminine mysteries and healing work and shamanism and things of mm-hmm. that nature. You know, so um, the work continues now, actually, um, in the realm of Naked Confidence, Journey of the Sensual Soul. Mm-hmm. I know that when a woman is out of sync, when women are out of rhythm with who they are, then men are out of rhythm, and ultimately the world is out of rhythm. Mm -hmm. I know, we know, that when a woman is pregnant, what she eats goes into the child, but what she also feeds her mind and her emotions go into this fetus that she's carrying, that she's having, you know. And, um, you know, so I've I've taught about being positively pregnant, Mm -hmm. you know. I've taught women about the beauty of their menstrual cycle and Mm -hmm. how, you know, the thing that they should slow down and not try to compete in a patriarchal world and they definitely shouldn't be taking shots or pills to stop it for three and four months at a time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because that gets them out of rhythm. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know I've I've shared with women about menopause. You know mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. Of, hey I'm like almost sixty one. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. so you know so I mean I didn't have the night sweats, but that if you if you have ever been to a sauna or, or a, a spa and you go to sweat the toxins out of your body. Mm-hmm. You know, so women are able to do this naturally if they do have those night sweats and those hot flashes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, burning off the toxins, getting rid of those things that no longer serve their highest good. Mm-hmm. You know, beautiful. but now I'm sorry. I say that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so I've I've touched thousands of women with this information, and I see the results. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I had an online group for a while, which I actually still have, but it's not active, but there's 35,000 archives in there, mm-hmm. you know, for all the information that came through me that I had to release. And then um, my husband helped me to formulate or create a um, an Internet radio show called Wisdom Talks, mm-hmm. where I interviewed a number of women who um, were dealing with the sacred feminine and 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 ancient mysteries for modern women, um, you know. So that 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 was wonderful, and that you know you can find that on iTunes. We mm-hmm. talk, you know. Um, but talk to me yeah. about your journey of becoming uh, a shaman. How? Uh, why did that? How did that? You? Pardon me. It, I'm sorry. How did that come about? That journey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that journey started with Vicki Noble. Okay. Vicki Noble, Vicki Noble wrote a book called Shakti Woman. And, you know, I read bits and pieces of that book. Mm-hmm. And she talked about women being the natural-born shaman based on the fact of our believing cycles, based on the fact of giving birth to children, Mm-hmm. and crossing worlds in order to bring a life into this world. And that the the oldest artifacts found of a shaman were women, artifacts that were very feminine. Mm-hmm. And then there was another... Um, and then, too, remember, there were different things, not just from reading the book, but there were different things that when I would do healing work, I would hear something. I would hear that, that voice inside of me say, do this. 
And then later on, I would find out, oh, that's what shaman do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there was a time I was working on a young lady, and I didn't know anything about soul retrieval. You know, but when I finished doing the work on her that I was doing with her, I should say, because, of course, she had to, you know, assist in this as well. When mm-hmm. we finished that work, she sat up and she said, you know, you just did a soul retrieval. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, so the there's the intrinsic shaman, the inspirational shaman, and then there's a the traditional shaman. Mm-hmm. The inspirational shaman is one who uses, who's born into this energy without real knowledge of having been born into the energy, but just certain things come to them. Mm-hmm. For them to do, whether they're using, in quote, frog medicine or they're sweeping the body a certain way or, or guided to do soul retrievals, you know, um, certain chants using drums or rattles. My favorite thing is the rattle, you know. And then the traditional shaman is the one who is actually taught the ways of a shaman. Mm-hmm. Now there's a woman, um, Barbara Tedlock, who wrote a book called "The Woman in the Shaman's Body," you know, and she has gone all over the world to bring forth the knowledge of women as shaman and the work that they have done and still do throughout the world. Mm-hmm. But when he, when we hear the word shaman, we immediately think of men. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we also think specifically Native American because shaman is, you know, in Africa, a shaman could be a shaman, a sangoma, a witch doctor, okay? You Mm -hmm. know, um, in other parts of the world, they will be called something else, a curandera or curandrismo, you know, coming from the Latin American perspective, Mm -hmm. you know. So, and then the word shaman, and I know a lot of Native Americans get upset when people say they're a shaman, you know, but the word actually simply means one who knows. Mm-hmm. And it is a word that comes from Siberia, you know. So it's one who knows whatever it is inside of them that speaks to the spirit world. Now, there are degrees of shaman. There are different types of shaman. There are some that work specifically with herbs and potions. There are Mm -hmm. others that work with sound. There are others that do really deep um, healing work in regards to the soul retrievals. There are those who bring the medicine of the rain, you know. Um, So there are those different degrees. So with me, um, you know, the central womb shaman, womb shaman energy came to me after I, uh, well, I was going through an initiation uh, process. It was a 10-month initiation process, mm-hmm. and I was sitting outside in a rocking chair in council with the trees, you know, and as I'm sitting out there and I'm rocking back and forth, not trying to think of who am I, what am I going to call myself in this world, the words womb shaman came to me, and it mm-hmm. felt good. It felt good to my body. It felt good to my spirit. You know, Central womb shaman, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, so this energy of of shamanism is a healer, mm-hmm. is a medicine person, you know, who is here to assist people in their healing process. Mm, I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Take me back, Doc, for to 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 one second. I mean, everyone has this moment, and I I want you to share this moment with with our uh, listeners. And that is, 
What was there one event or was it a series of events when you just decided that you were going to help heal women from uh, discovering, recovering from the wounds uh, that you suffered? What was that? Was there a moment? Was there a day? Was it, what, what was that one moment where you decided, aha, this is the direction that I want to go as opposed to becoming a victim? I said, Spirit, if I must give up everything in order to do your work, then let it be so. Mm. I do not recommend that anyone do that unless they're ready to release Hello. <laughs> Everything. Hello. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because as they say, as they say, everything, everything, everything. Okay. The home you thought you had, mm-hmm. you know, the job, the business, mm-hmm. the, the mate, all of it, you know, and everything came to a close. Boom, boom, boom. One, two, three, right at, like, it was right at the same time almost. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was only joking. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. <laughs> I didn't mean it. <laughs> you know. And How old were you when this occurred? What was that, what was that time you like? Oh, I was like 48. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know. And, um, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. Let me go back for a minute because the healing energy that came in, um, was in it was in the early nineteen it was like nineteen ninety, nineteen ninety one and I was walking down the street. This is part of that shamanic energy. I was walking down the street and I heard a voice, you know, say, That person, that woman needs a healing. You know, I know the woman. I'm walking across mm-hmm. on twenty fifth street minding my business. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And um so I walked over to her and I you know, I I said hello and I asked her was she all right and um and she said, No, I have a terrible migraine. Well I pulled her migraine. My spirit pulled her migraine into me. I went home, I'd never had a migraine. Mm-hmm. I I was I had a migraine for 24 hours. Now shortly mm-hmm. after I did this head to head contact with this woman, when I came off of her, I asked her how she felt, and she said, "My headache is gone." Okay, and <laughs> I'll never forget. I stayed in bed for 24 hours. That was the wow. first time. Okay, and um, and then there were a few other times I'd be walking, you know, in the marketplace, and spirit would guide me to someone, you know, and I would go to that person and I would talk to them gently, whatever. I never ask permission. If my spirit sends me to you, you my, your spirit has given me permission, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, and I would in quote lay hands on them, but not in the traditional sense of laying hands on them. Okay, and uh, in fact, on my YouTube channel, there's a video, uh, Natural Born Healer, where mm-hmm. I tell that story. And my YouTube channel is Dr. Tanya, D-R-T-O-N-Y-A. So anybody that wants to hear that can go there. All right, so now, okay, so now let's jump over that because I couldn't leave that out for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um this is, you know, you know what this is almost like. What was that movie? Flash forward. No. 
<laughs> this is your life, baby. Okay. It's like keep up with me here, you know, because <laughs> there, there, there are these different things that actually happen, and they're all intertwined. Mm-hmm, There's a beautiful mm-hmm. weave, weaving of the web. Okay. So anyway, here I am out here in the world depending on the kindness of friends because I didn't have a lot of money. I was ready. To, I'm telling you, I was ready to walk away from everything. I was mm-hmm. going to leave my books, my paintings. You know, I had started collecting beautiful black art. I was going to walk away from everything, Philippe, I'm telling you. Wow. The only thing I was going to take with me was my rain stick, my ikasa, which is a nutshell rattle, mm-hmm. and the clothes on my back, and the little bit of money I had in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I called a couple of girlfriends of mine to let them know what had happened, and they were like, ah, you can't do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I said, well, I'm not going to try and put my stuff in storage. It's stuff. I don't really need it. And they were like, no, no, no. You have you years of collection, the books that you have, you have. You can't just give all that away. You mm-hmm. know, so... Um, one sister kept some things for me, another sister kept things for me, and then there were still a few other boxes, and I called Bill. <laughs> and I said, look, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm being evicted. I have to leave my apartment today, and I have some stuff. Would you hold on to it? You know, and he hesitated, and, you know, he was thinking. Now, this time we were friends, right? And he mm-hmm. was thinking, and I said, listen, while you think I need to do some packing, call me back and let me know. So he called me back and he told me that I could bring six boxes. Well, it ended up being a little bit more than six boxes. But during that time period, I was at one friend's house, another friend's house. I was going through uh, an init- another initiation process of Ifa, you know, the African tra- traditional religion from out of Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And then something happened there where spirit pulled me from that So that complete initiation did not happen, but there were certain things that I learned and I carried. I was already told that I should not be initiated by human hand in this life. Mm. Okay, but I was going against the grain because I thought, well, maybe I need to be because maybe I'll be accepted, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So now, um, you know, after going through everything, that I went through moving here to there, getting thinner because I'm not eating that much, you know, knowing that I didn't make a mistake. Still, I'm not really doing the work as, you know, as far as getting paid to do the work, Mm -hmm. okay, you know, to be compensated to do the work. But the work was being done when I would hug a stranger or I would smile at a stranger or I would give a word to a stranger, you know. And, um, And so then eventually Bill and I became closer. And the reason why we became closer because it had something to do with a a particular business. Mm -hmm. And then we ended up being a couple after having been friends for five years, but that didn't happen until he was in the hospital and I went to visit him and, you know, and Spirit pushed me into his arms and the love life is heavenly, but that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother conversation. That's another interview right there. That's going to be another hour right there, I know. Exactly. We have to have you come back with Bill on the show, and that we'll talk about that secret relationship. Okay, that'll be a great oh, idea. Oh, we'd, we'd love to. We'd love to. Yeah, finish. yeah, that'll be yeah. hot. So but go ahead, main, finish, finish uh, your uh, telling me this. This is fascinating. The, the major, the major thing is to surrender. 
Mm-hmm. If you really want to do what you're born to do, mm-hmm. you have to surrender to the all that is love. Mm-hmm. You have to have enough trust and enough faith to know that you are on the right track. Even mm-hmm. if it doesn't appear to be so, you mm-hmm. have to know that the trials and the tribulations that you go through is still something that is going to make you stronger, that is going to be sweet medicine for your soul, so that when the time comes for you to be doing certain work, it's going to be there. Mm-hmm. And it's going to, and you'll know, you know, it's like with naked confidence which is a very recent teaching for me, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm in my second cycle, getting ready to enter a third cycle of offering Naked Confidence. You know, I was sitting there. I knew that I wanted to teach a course, and I knew it had to be a telecourse because, you know, you got to bloom where you're planted, okay? Mm -hmm. And we're in rural Georgia. We're in, like, farmland, honey. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and there was a time of, of sort of, like, being in the desert. It was like, okay, here we had had... You know, a few successful years of teaching classes and, you know, um, giving, uh, I don't want to say sermons, giving messages in a metaphysical church, you Mm -hmm. know, doing healing work and all the rest of that sort of stuff. And it was nice. It was sweet. And then that came to a close. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, spirit, what's up? <laughs> what, mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. What's going on here? You know, and um, so being in the desert, so to speak, it was still a grooming that had to happen. There had to be a releasing of certain things. Mm-hmm. So um, what? when did Naked Confidence come in? The first well, anyway, it's just been a, a few months. Actually, it's a five-week telecourse, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when it came in, it came in nice and sweet, you know. And when and I knew it was the right time, and I knew it was the right thing. And the first day that I put it out, there was a woman who signed up for it, and then there was another, and then another, and another. And I knew. I said, "Okay, Spirit, thank you. I hear you. Women are wanting to be nakedly confident. They're mm-hmm. wanting to heal their sexuality and their sensuality." It's not focused on rape, but it's focused on understanding and being confident and sovereign in your sexuality and your sensuality and in your spirituality. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. um, there are different exercises that we put them through, that I put them through. We, when I say we, you know, it's my spirit guides in me, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. That we put them through, and um, and there's one woman who um in testimony and I'm like, whoa, that's deep. There's a particular there are two particular things. There's the the rainbow swirl and um and the orgasmic breathing. Mm-hmm. And she was doing this clearing work because first you want to clear. You want to clear as much as possible in order to be empowered. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she's doing this clearing work, doing the baths that I recommended and you know, and the cord cutting and all that sort of stuff. And she said one day she felt herself releasing a part of a fibroid tumor. Mm. Okay. Wow. You know, and, um, you know, she went to the doctor. She found out that's what it was. And then while she was on the table getting the DNC to get the rest of it out, okay, it was like it just came out very, very, very easily because there was work that she had done. Now, would that happen with every woman? I doubt it. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. But it happened with her. She did the work that she was required to do, and she was ready to let go. And you have to be ready to let go. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, with the orgasmic breathing, it's like there are many women that don't have a mate nowadays, okay, mm-hmm. for whatever the reason. And um, But yet and still they have this energy of sensuality and sexuality that they want to tap into. You know, and they want to use it for creative and healing purposes. Mm-hmm. So, in doing the orgasmic breathing, ooh, <laughs> I love it. They just love that. They're like, oh, <laughs> diva, mom. <laughs> I am so wide open now. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, know, you know, and I give thanks for that. You know, mm-hmm. I give thanks that they that they are uh, enjoying the process. Number one, that they are willing to do the work. Number two, you know, and um, and to and, and to see them, um, or rather to hear them, because I don't see them, but to mm-hmm. hear them, to hear them share, because I have it's a small course, it's a small class, because of the fact it's all interactive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't sit up there and and, and talk for an hour and then do a Q and A, you mm-hmm. know, for a half an hour. It's mm-hmm. interactive from Jump Street. You know, because I want you to tap into your shamanic, your your shamanic energy. I want mm-hmm. you to know what that feels like. I want you to tap into that energy of love. I want you to know who you are. If I had a magic wand that I could just wave on you so you could go there like in the blink of an eye, that would be great. But you've got to do the work. You have so many courses uh, that that uh, I just love the names. Uh, you know, victim to to victorious. Uh, Ancient Mysteries uh, for for Modern Women, uh, Womb Magic, uh, mm-hmm. Rape Not Ruined, which I think is fantastic, uh, Attracting Your Medicine Twin and Honoring Your Ancestors. Uh, ancestors. Love that. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about that. I'm sorry, say that again. I, I was talk, slightly... Talk to, me, talk to me about Attracting Your Medicine Twin and, and Honoring Your Ancestors. I love that. Okay. Well, attracting your medicine twin, the energy of medicine twin comes from the Red Road. There um, there was a couple that we had met uh, some time ago, and mm-hmm. they called each other medicine twins. You know, and I said, ooh, I like that better than soulmate, because mm-hmm. your, medicine, your medicine twin, you are actually giving each other medicine. You know, sweet medicine, basically, in order for you to really have a very cohesive relationship. Mm-hmm. You heal each other, mm-hmm. you know. So in attracting your medicine twin, first of all, in order to do that, you have to be clear. <laughs> you have to be clear of any relationships that you've had that are no longer serving your highest good. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can't be sleeping and being that I deal with women mostly, and women are receptive, they pull in. You know, you can't be sleeping with Tom, Dick, and Harry and expect mm-hmm. your your medicine twin to be able to see you mm-hmm. because you've got all the spirit energy around you. You're cloaked. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So you've got to release and you've got to let go of of those energies in order for you to be in a state of I don't want to say purity, but in a state of receptivity for the one who actually is yours from a spirit level. That is fantastic. Okay. I love that. Your That's medicine. Tw- yeah. People think 
you know, relationships are supposed to be 50-50. No. You better give me 100%. (laughs) I give you 100%. Amen, sister. Amen. Okay, we're working together here. We're not arguing. You don't have to argue with your mate. You know, it doesn't mean that you agree with each and every single solitary thing said. You know, but when you want to attract, you clear and you're ready to have a harmonious relationship. Really ready. That you don't really actually have to work hard at. Oh, that's incredible. That is fantastic. Tell me about your tell me about your radio show, Tanya and Friends. You're you're still doing that. Okay. Now, just before I do that, um, you had asked me about honoring the ancestors. Oh yes. Okay, so I'm going to do that briefly. Um, in the energy of honoring the ancestors, we have our um, maternal and paternal ancestors. Mm-hmm. And honoring them, it's, it's just a matter of saying, it's not just a matter, but it's an energy of saying, okay, I know that I would not be who I am today if it wasn't for some of the energies, if it wasn't for y'all. I stand That's on right. your shoulders. That's okay. right. So I honor you there. You know, I honor the fact that you walked this land before me, even though I am an ancestor returned again. Mm-hmm. If one does not know their ancestors, because I've also worked with um, a few adopted uh, people, you mm-hmm. know, adopted children, you know, mm-hmm. adults, you know, so I'm like, well, choose someone that you respected or admired who has crossed over. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, um, say for instance, if someone you know was madly in love with Marilyn Monroe, okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, now someone might not look at her as being an ancestor, but I would call her a sexual ancestor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a sensual ancestor. Sure, you know. So if you want to honor the sensuality and sexuality of who you are, then she would be someone to tap into mm-hmm. and honor. Sure. Okay, you know, if you wanted to maybe win a court case, <laughs> okay, you know, an ancestor that I would say that you should tap into would be Johnny Cochran. Sure, sure. Okay, if you wanted to be successful um, financially, then possibly an ancestor that you might want to tap into would be Madam C.J. Walker. Mhm, mhm. Okay, you know, but you have your you have your your ancestral table, you know, with your white cloth and your candles. You know, you might want to put some flowers there. You might want to have some pictures there. You know, because we have impromptu altars in our homes. Mhm. You know, so um, and you can wake up. You can write down the names of all the ancestors that you remember, and you can you know say hello to them every day. You know, every day we say, thank you, ancestors. We honor our ancestors for seven generations. Okay, you know, um, there's a special prayer that we say, but, you know, you say what you are moved to say. Mm-hmm. I okay. love that. All right, you know, so now you want to know about Tanya and Friends. <laughs> okay. Yeah, talk to, me about, talk to me about Tanya and Friends, and uh, when, did you, when did you launch it? What is the mission and the message there? And, uh, you know, how is that contributing? I know how it's contributing, but how... How do you see it contributing in the future? Okay. Well, Tanya and Friends got started. Um, it was created because Wisdom Talks was only dealing with women's mysteries. Okay. And I was getting a lot of books from a company that had nothing to do with women's mysteries, but they were mm-hmm. subjects that interested me. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to interview those people. So I said, I need to open the door. 
So I said, in order for me to open the door, I need to come up with another show. So Tanya and Friends was born from that. Now, Tanya and Friends, let me see, what year are we, 2011? Tanya and Friends came 2009. Okay, and... um. And I've interviewed, as you know, because <laughs> you were one of them, I've interviewed a variety of people, you know, mm-hmm. people who who have written books, you know, people sometimes just a conversation with a friend, mm-hmm. you know, people who have had courses, people who are dealing with the law of attraction, who are dealing with business, you know, all these different things. And <clears throat> I'm sorry. And the show is basically to inspire, uplift, encourage, and inform you. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, so there's that is the niche primarily because we need to be inspired. In this day and age, we need to be inspired on a consistent Absolutely. basis. Absolutely. Okay. We need to be encouraged. There are people who go to work, they're working jobs that they don't like. Mm-hmm. They're afraid they're going to lose the job that they don't like. You, mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. you know, they have a boss or a superior that talks down to them. Mm-hmm. You know, they are living from paycheck to paycheck, you know. And so they need to be encouraged enough to find what was the dream that you had when you were young. Mm-hmm. What did you see in yourself when you were young? What do mm-hmm. you enjoy doing? Are you willing and able to take a chance? Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you are willing and able to take a chance, then here is 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 an interview that you can go to. Here's a person that you can listen to. Here's mm-hmm. here's a book that you can read. There are many people who are miserable. Oh, they're so unhappy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They listen to the news. Oh, <gasps> they watch tell a vision. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and they're bombarded with this energy of lack, scarcity, limitation, crime, mm-hmm. fear. You know, they're bombarded with it, and it makes them unhappy. Sure. You know, they can't feel the joy inside because they don't realize they really are the joy. You Incredible. know, and that, you know, um, and I was reading today, um, I started reading The Path of Love by Deepak Chopra. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm in the beginnings of the book and, you know, quantum physics. But uh, and I say that because there was a sentence that actually brought tears to my eyes. Mm. And the sentence was that Einstein said that basically ninety nine point nine hundred and ninety nine percent of what we see is empty space. Mm hmm. So if I'm correct, that means that point zero one (laughs) percent. Do do the math now. Break it down like a fraction. Come on, Doc. (laughs) Is what we're getting upset about. Exactly. Oh, come on now. Okay. Absolutely. so, (laughs) So it's like all right now. Ninety nine point nine hundred and ninety nine percent empty space. That's right. Are you not divine? Mm-hmm. So the hardest job in the world is knowing, realizing, and being a divine being in human form. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Forget about having a human experience. That's right. Okay? You are divine. That's love. The hardest job in the world is for you to realize that you are love. Mm-hmm. And that love is all. Absolutely. And love casts out fear. Love makes you safe. Love is abundant. Mm-hmm. Love is who you are. That's right. Okay. So now within this love, now we need to be like Jeannie. Blink and change the picture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It becomes difficult to blink and change the picture if we're caught up in the northeast, west, south news about That's the economy. Right. That's right. The northeast, west, south news about this person over here doing this to this person, and this person got robbed, and this person got burglarized, and you be afraid to go here. Love is an energy that we need to really realize in our lives so mm-hmm. that so that we're not in a state of fear. Mhm. Mhm. So that we're not in a state of doubt. So within Tanya and friends, this kind of energy surfaces. Because then people start to realize, well, hey, wait a minute, you know, yeah, I can do that. Mm-hmm. The, the secret did its job. There are people, I was telling my husband this today, I said, you know, I said, or did I tell my girlfriend? But, but there are people who who are against The Secret, the movie, mm-hmm. The Secret, okay, mm-hmm. because The Secret didn't give you everything. All right, but those people who are speaking against The Secret mm-hmm. are making money because they are using the term The Secret didn't give you. <laughs> right. Okay. Exactly. So because you're using the secret didn't give you, you're making money. Mm-hmm. Because now people are coming to you because they d- sat down to think and they did their vision boards and everything else and nothing came and da 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 da. And it's like, look, honey, you gotta you gotta work towards the energy of love, being where you are, blooming where you're planted. And knowing that it's not just about things that are 99.999% empty space anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And if you realize that, then you can begin to blink a little bit more. Absolutely. Okay? You Absolutely. know, like I had a pain in my shoulder. I know I'm talking a lot, am I? No. <laughs> uh, it's called an interview, Doc. You're supposed to. <laughs> 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 you know, this, this but, is not the time to be reserved. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. but but I had a pain in my shoulder, and um, actually both of them. I felt like I had the weight of the world on my shoulder. And I was telling this mm. to my girlfriend, you know, and um, and I said to her as we were talking about this energy of the empty space, I said, you know something, I feel no pain. I feel no pain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I said, since 99.999% is empty space, and I'm focused on the zero point, the point zero one percent then I have to realize that even my body is empty space. Mm-hmm. So there is no pain in my shoulder. Love it. I am not carrying the weight of the world. Love it. No pain. Don't you know that the pain left? Of course it did. 
Mm-hmm. Well, of course it did. It had no choice. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Got it. You know. Love it. <laughs> love it. That's why yeah. you're on the show. That's why I love you so. Because I mean, I just I, you understand absolutely. Mm-hmm. I better. I'm from Venus, you know. I told my. I was like seven years old. I know your listener's going to say, oh, there she goes. Stop listening to this now. Don't stop listening. Keep listening, okay? Because this was a little girl, a little girl between the ages of seven and nine, who said to her mom, I'm not from here, Mommy. Where are you from, dear? I'm from Venus. That's right. I came from Venus to show people how to love because they don't know how to love. Mm. Okay, dear. That's nice. (laughs) Now, during that time, I didn't know about the planet Venus from reading it. Mm-mm. Okay, I didn't know that the energy of the planet Venus was one that was the love planet, mm-hmm. even though it's supposed to be a cold planet. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, but this energy of understanding that, hey, it's about love, folks. Come on. Exactly. Bring it on. Exactly. <laughs> hey, let me let 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 people know how they can get in touch with you because uh, you have uh, uh, quite a bit of uh, web presence. Uh, can you can you run down some of the uh, domains and various different uh, uh, courses and things that uh, you have available? Sure. Yeah. Well, awakening the diva within dot com is my blog. And from my blog, you can go to a few different places. You'll see Wisdom Talks, Tanya and Friends. You'll see uh, my YouTube channel there. Mm-hmm. You know, and you will also see the offerings of uh, the current courses. Um, you know, besides different postings that I put up, uh, Tanya K. Freeman. Um, dot com is where well you can also purchase it on Awakening the Diva Within but TanyaKFreeman dot com is where you will get um, the whole story behind shift to bliss shift mm-hmm. shift to bliss the dancing meditation visualization CD as I'm also working on another one that's taking a longer time to be given birth to, but I'm like, okay, spirit, work with me here. (laughs) (laughs) You know, this is, I know it's in your time. Uh, I can also be found on Facebook. Now, I have to say this. If you're going to be a friend on Facebook, if you're going to request my friendship, please introduce yourself. Social networking is a place where you Network, And if you were at a networking party, you wouldn't just walk up to me and give me your business card without saying, hi, how are you? (laughs) Okay. So if you want to be my friend on Facebook, then please send me a private message letting me know, you know, hi, I looked at your website. I did this. Mm -hmm. I heard you on the Philippe Matthews show. Mm -hmm. Say something Mm -hmm. to me. Okay, you know, and then I will, you know, approve or confirm the friendship. Let's be sociable. So you can find me on Facebook, you know, and just do the slash Tanya K. Freeman, Facebook.com forward slash Tanya K. Freeman. Um, Yeah, you know, so those are the three main places where, Mm -hmm. you know, where people can find me. Okay, and I'm on Facebook, you know, quite often right now. I'm just on a little bit of a hiatus because I am working on some other projects. You know, well, let's talk about that. What are those? What are those projects? What's uh, what's what's next for you? 
Okay. Well, the the first of all, the CD that wants to like, <laughs> I'm gonna have to do one of these in order to give it birth. <sighs> do some orgasmic breathing. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get it out. It'll get something out. <laughs> okay, you know. <laughs> and this particular CD is going to be dealing with sexual energy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, with the meditations and the visualizations, and it's going to be dealing with that healing energy, sexual healing. Okay. Um, I'm also in the process of putting together another course. Um, the Attract Your Medicine Twin, even though I like that name, you know, the masses are like, Medicine Twin? What is she talking about? Okay. <laughs> you know, so, so it's going to have a different name. I'm not going to reveal the name just yet. Okay. But it, but it is going to be in the energy of attracting or bringing to you or giving birth to your Medicine Twin. Your lover, your mate, your evenly yoked partner. Oh, I so love that. Can't wait. Okay. Um, And then because of the fact that, you know, they say it takes anywhere from 21 to 30 days to create a new habit. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And, of course, Wallace Waddles was the one. Who was that other person? It was Wallace Waddles. Okay. Well, anyway, he he had said it takes read Bob Foster? No, not, not, um, oh, oh. Um, Quite a few of them say it. I know, so it kind of gets convoluted. Yeah. I know Brian Tracy uh, talks about it. Les Brown talks about it. Zig Ziglar. Yeah, but this one, this one is—he's now dead, and he was—he's an ancestor, and he was like—I think his name started with an E. Ah, it was before he was before Napoleon, before Napoleon Hill, and after Wallace Waddles. And he was—I can't remember his name now. Darn. But anyway, um, see, that's the elder moment. Tanya, don't <laughs> Well, what's my excuse? <laughs> no, I just... <laughs> okay. I don't think it's an elder moment. I just think we have a lot in our brains to hold on to. Sometimes we can get stuff, okay? <laughs> yeah. So that's all right. <laughs> okay. You know, but, but, you know, using this 30-day concept, even mm-hmm. though I know that we should be able to blink and change the picture, Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. because of everything that we have been taught, because of those core beliefs, because we have, you know, we have the N-E-W-S, mm-hmm. North, East, West, and South in our faces, because we're dealing with humans, okay, that don't realize that they're divine, we have to really work this 30 days often. Mm-hmm. It would be wonderful if people could take a 30-day retreat, you know, every, say, three months. But the people that can afford to do that are the elite. Mm-hmm. The people, the, you have the masses. And within the masses, there's a group of people that have no clue, okay? They're, they're just here, okay? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. within the masses, you have those that are conscious of what of this ninety nine point <laughs> this empty space, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they can't afford to take off from work. Mm-hmm. They can't afford to do this thirty day retreat away, where they can really focus for thirty days on nothing but being fed this that will help them to go to the next level. Then you have those who are, um, 
that have money to spend, but mm-hmm. they're not conscious. Mm-hmm. So then, that, then you have that elite. So now I'm going to speak to the ones that are part of the masses that are conscious but cannot take 30 days. Okay. So fantastic. I'm going to be working. I'm sorry? I say Fantastic. Yeah, so I'm going to be working on, uh, I can feel it coming, you know. There's uh, 30 days where you can listen to my voice. (laughs) And what a wonderful voice it is. Thank you. For 30 days and get your message in order for you to be able to keep this energy inside of you and to open yourself up. Open yourself up. So when you're going to work, when you're okay, here very quickly because I know we're we're getting close to the end, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in in the in the course, I have them to do what I call a cosmic language chant, and the cosmic language chant is nonverbal. An example. Um, Ungeye nunda, ungeye nunda, ungeye nunda, ungeye. Very short. All right, so this young lady was in her car attending class, mm-hmm. and it was a car accident. And she was a little frustrated because she was trying to get home so she could relax for the rest of the class, you know. And the cosmic language part came up. And so she went into this energy where I could I could hear the chant become like a wave energy on everything. And just as she began the chant with this wave energy, traffic started moving. Mm. She said, Diva Mama. <laughs> <laughs> Sound healing. You know, so, um, yeah, so using the voice is very powerful, and and within this 30 days, you'll eventually want to use your own voice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, but the thing is to feed yourself on a consistent basis. So for any upcoming courses, all they have to do is just go to awakeningthedeepwithin.com. Visit often. Well, my dear, I am absolutely honored by you being in my life and 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 reaching out and, and finding me on, on on Facebook. I don't know if we I don't know who found who first, but I'm just glad we found each other. Mhm. Yes, we reconnected. So you in other lifetimes. Hey, I know that. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I just wanna I just wanna honor you and thank you for showing up at this time in this way in this space in this place because Lord knows what you do and who you are and as Yama Van Zandt would say who you be is so needed today and uh, mm. I just I think you are a blessing thank you so much for being with us and thank you Philippe Matthews I appreciate you I honor you hugs 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 and don't, and don't forget to stay sensually alive. Sensually alive. Oh, that's mine. I love that. <laughs> All right, my love. You take care. All right. Peace and love to you and to your listeners. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.